Welcome to DTF, the podcast where we're talking to you about empowering relationships, effective communication, and so much more. I'm here with my favorite man. What up? (laughs) Recording episode two, all about recovery, self-care, resting. It's going to be epic. So resting, that's important, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really important topic. Um, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> we'll be able to sample that later and turn it in some sort of... <laughs> <laughs> this is what real relationships look like, guys. Um, before we talk about the topic, though, I'm, I'm pretty excited today because we are officially in our music room recording this. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's been quite a, a bit of a long journey to um, having that place set up, but it's been two months since I moved in and it's really cool that it's all set up now and I feel really good about being able to write music from here and, um, yeah, and that we have a nice space to record our podcast in because before it was happening in the, uh, in the living room. Um, now it's just a bit nicer. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool to come in here and shut the door and really just do this and go there with you and share all of the stuff and not worry that the neighbours are walking past or it just feels real like our job. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So um, if this is your first episode that you're jumping on, I'm Taylor Louise. I'm a women's sexuality coach. Um and a relationship counsellor, expert on intimacy, sex, all things pleasure, orgasms. I run women's circles called Talking About Your Yoni. Um, This is my jam, having people connect deeply, having people satisfied in their romantic relationships. And yeah, I'm really excited to be sharing with you what my romantic relationship looks like with my beautiful man, Ben. Yeah, my name's Ben Tennyson and I am also go on to the uh, AKA Roxley uh, for my music. And uh, yeah, I'm a musician, uh, songwriter and music producer and um, just found that there's a lot of um, conversations opening up around relationships um, in my life. And so Taylor and I started to talk about that a lot with our friends and, um, and realized that it it's amazing thing that we could um, bring a little bit wider rather than just our close circle, but out to everyone else that we, people that we haven't met yet through the, uh, the podcasting. So we're excited. Yeah, we're really excited to have you joining us for this conversation and we hope you get a lot out of it. So if you do share the podcast with your friends and family, um, I don't know if you can leave comments on Spotify and stuff. I don't know how this stuff works. Um, that's Ben's jam. Um, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you if you're getting lots of value from our conversations Um, and really like to know that people are listening out there because that'll just fuel the fire a little bit more, I think. Totally. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit... Sorry, now I've got a frog in my throat. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk today a little bit about um, resting and recharging and um, the power that that has... I can say that I'm not very good at doing that, that I um, kind of 
as a man tend to forge on ahead all the time, continue with the to-do list, continue with the job, um, make sure that I'm doing all the stuff all the time. Um, but Taylor's really sort of opened my eyes a little bit to the the um, the power of letting yourself have a little bit of rest and recuperation and the power that that brings. Yeah, I think rest is really important and it's a personal journey we should all go on to invite more rest into our life. Uh, It's a journey that I've been on sort of since just before the pandemic hit, actually. Um, I used to make the joke that the pandemic was my fault because I said I wasn't going travelling in 2020, that I wasn't going to leave Australia and look what happened. But that was really where my rest journey started, declaring that I wasn't going to run off on some wild, crazy adventure, doing all the fun stuff, because as much as I love traveling and um, yeah, it was time to really go, go inside myself, find out who I really was. And yeah, that journey led me to resting, recovering, self-care, all of that amazing stuff that's really important if you want to live a life from purpose if you want to have a really big impact on the world so yeah that's been my journey with it and I think it's really important and I really encourage Ben to rest like he said he's not very good at it and I have to I don't have to do anything but I really like to encourage him to take some time for himself (laughs) Yeah, I uh, have an interesting relationship with rest. I think after coming out of the army, well, while I was in the army, like, yeah, you sort of get stuck in this um, this next task. What's the next mission? What's the next task? How do I? I've always got to be cleaning my weapon. I got to be going on to the next mission. Like, and you just constantly keep backing up the next thing after the next thing and achieving the next mountain and there's no real stopping to like recuperate and and uh, look after or just consolidate um i really found that yeah we're always pushing on to the next thing to do and the, and the next task and a lot of the time people would get burnt out yeah i really saw that like even at the start of the year that everyone would come in after christmas holidays like super pumped excited ready to go for work and within like probably one or two months everyone was cooked already and it's like we're not even halfway through the year we're not even a quarter of the way through the year yet and people would be cooked um and i certainly was as well i went through that journey as well and i guess i've just been on a little bit different journey now that i'm out of the army and i'm i'm doing what i love all the time i've been on a different journey because now i feel so pumped and connected and passionate about what i'm doing that now i actually struggle to rest because of that i struggle to rest because i'm so committed and i'm i I love what i do so much that i actually struggle to rest now because of that um so yeah taylor's been awesome at, at really opening the door for me to be able to rest and to look after myself and to um and to recharge yeah i really see that a lot in the world in individuals everywhere there's this purpose-driven burnout it's not just the people with the jobs that they hate that are overworked and underpaid and all of that there's a lot of people out there that are living their dreams but then they don't stop they don't take time they don't respect that their bodies are humans and 
need enough sleep and all of that. And I think it's really important. And I think we really discovered that yesterday. Um, we have been nonstop and I've been saying for about three weeks now to our friends and family after Easter, we'll do that. Easter's still two weeks away, guys. Yeah. So for five weeks leading up to Easter, we've, we've had to tell people we'll organize that after Easter because our lives are just so full of stuff and appointments and socializing engagements and work and all of the stuff. Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. I guess I thought moving into something that I was really passionate about or that I saw that people were really, the people were doing the things that they were really passionate about, that there would just instantly be this work-life balance, this like thing that now that you're doing something that you felt so connected and committed to that it would feel like, it would just feel amazing. And it does feel amazing, but sometimes it's just hard to turn off because you want it so bad now. Yeah. Yeah. I really watch him working really hard and not taking very good care of himself always. Yeah. And, uh, I guess like I used to kind of get away with that a little bit when I was living by myself and I was doing my own thing that I'd be able to kind of like, just beat myself up and, and just push through and just deal with whatever there was to deal with. But I feel really lucky now that Taylor doesn't let me do that anymore and that she notices when I'm doing that to myself and she says something and kind of just opens the door a little bit to me being able to look after myself because um, sometimes I don't see it for myself. Yeah, I want to share this morning with people. I'm okay, just going to sure. embarrass you a little bit. All right. Yeah, he's been really busy and I actually had to ask him last week if Monday could be like a lot more time, just the two of us, because we haven't had that. We've been very social every weekend. We haven't kind of had one-on-one time, which we did have this weekend and it's been really nice, but he woke up and we were recording and we did my recording this morning um, and we've got this awesome to-do list of things we've got to do. But I was like, can you just go in the shower? And I like, he got in the shower and I went in and I lit all the candles. And then I went and I have this beautiful pink fluffy dressing <laughs> gown that I love that my mum got me. And I took it in and I hung it on the back of the door. And I was like, I want you to wear this when you get out. Um, and then I noticed that his towel was saturated. So I went and got him a brand new towel. Like he's just yeah. making do yeah. with stuff. We mm. have so many towels. Yeah, yeah, that came up a couple of weeks ago as well when we went to a friend's place that I spilt kombucha all over my blanket and I was like, it's fine, I'll be fine, don't worry about me, I'll just deal with it. But the thing was saturated, like I really <laughs> didn't need to deal with it it's and they were fine. It's not in the trenches anymore, guys. Yeah, they were fine dry cleaning it for me but I just noticed that for myself, I guess it's like, I don't want to be a bother or, um, I oh, don't worry about me. I can sort it out kind of thing, but people, people really want to help you and they want you to be happy and they want you to feel good within yourself. And, um, when you just allow people to do that, I think it's really important and it's really, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard for me to allow people to do that, but yeah, it feels amazing when I can step out of myself and just allow them to do it. I don't have to be like lugging all this stuff around anymore 
fighting in the trenches anymore. I, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I can just let people love me and care for me now. Yeah. So he came out with this like pink, this plush pink fluffy dressing gown and he just looked so happy. And he actually wore it this morning while we recorded one of my recordings. He was in here in the studio with his dressing gown on and it was just really cool to see him just like enjoying the luxuriousness of it, like letting his body just relax into that and feel into what it's what would it be like if he was his own king, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From a masculine point of view, I, I find that challenging sometimes um because there's so much that the masculine's great at just charging on dealing with the things they're overcoming i saw this morning how much the masculine wants to overcome and sometimes there's nothing to overcome but we find these things that we we create the obstacles that we need to overcome and what i'm learning from the feminine in these regards is sometimes we don't there's nothing to overcome and we can just be nice to ourselves and experience ourselves in really like beautiful ways that allow us to overcome more stuff down the track anyway. Um, so yeah, it's been a real learning journey, a learning for me to experience that for myself. And I find it really empowering actually. Yeah, me too. I want to talk about the space that opens up when you self care and take a day off and that kind of thing. Like the room for creativity because I know for myself when I'm busy when I'm overwhelmed when I'm overworked when my expectations are not even too high like when I can still meet the expectations but I'm really putting myself under the pump like creativity goes out the door and I'm kind Hmm. of just in survival mode and do 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 whereas yesterday we we stopped we, we knew we wouldn't be doing any work and we had social plans, but the rain meant that there was flooding on the road, so we couldn't do that. Um, so we just stayed home and we cooked a beautiful meal and just spent some time together that we really needed to spend together. And then what came out of that was really wonderful. All the ideas flowing and it was like we just breathed for a minute and then we could recuperate all of our thoughts and yeah it's really freeing and and some of the best ideas that we've ever had have come from um sitting down and just drinking two or three cups of coffee with no plans to get up and um we kind of got to do that yesterday um just we watched a movie and then i went for a run and just things that... I did some work. <laughs> that you weren't supposed to do. No. I was yeah. like, don't do work, don't do work, don't do work to him. And then he went for a run and I did some work. <laughs> Hypocrite. But yeah, when I got back, there was just this amazing space that opened up and we just got to be so creative and I just got to like hand over control to Taylor and she just had me writing all of these things down like freeform Um, that to me previously had been hard that I'd been worried about how I was going to make it all work and I couldn't see the future but just with that space being opened up and being available um, it was all there and it was all really vivid and just being able to hand the reins over to her and just go where she guided me was really really powerful 
Yeah. I think that was really cool to have that experience together. Yeah, just in saying that, I just I noticed that I had to re keep checking in with myself um, throughout the day, even though we we were like, this is going to be a day off, and that we're not going to do anything. All of my stuff was still there. Like, oh, maybe we could do this. Oh, no, let's not do this anymore. I'm just going to go over here and like it, I constantly had to keep bringing myself back to, no, we're just resting today. This is a rest day. Um, I just noticed that that was a, a constant process. It wasn't something that I just decided and then it happened. It was something that I had to constantly keep checking in with. I don't know what your experience of that was like. Yesterday was good, but when I first started resting, it, that was definitely there. Like, the, I haven't done anything. I haven't do, Like, all of that comes up and I'm noticing, like, this busyness is in every aspect of my life. Yeah. And even when I first started self-care, it was going to yoga and then going for a bike ride and then I spent half an hour reading on the beach and then I went for a walk on the beach and then I did and I'd get to the end of the day and I'd list up all the things that I'd done and I was like oh no wonder I'm still tired yeah I've done all these things that are really good for my body really healthy really you know all of the all of the right things but I've done all of the right things in one (laughs) one day so it's stepping back and like giving yourself a day and I schedule it in because we are intentional and we want to have an impact on the world and we, what we're doing is really important. So it's like a scheduled day and I just let myself kind of flutter in the wind and I do a card reading and then I see a book and I read it and then someone calls so I answer or I'm like, oh, I should talk to that person so I call them and then I'm like, oh, I'll just walk down the beach and it's just unplanned and if I just lay down on the bed and then sit back up 45 minutes later I haven't taken up the time that was scheduled for something else yeah what's your experience today after having rested yesterday yeah my experience today was like of like this new fire being lit or just this passion and energy that was not present kind of last week. Like I still wake up every morning being really pumped and excited for the day, but this morning was just different. It was, it was really intense and it was cool. It was cool to feel that this next level of fire and intensity and and passion and excitement um, kind of on steroids. Yeah, I felt really excited to wake up this morning. I think sometimes the excitement to get out of bed, yeah, that's that's what it is. When I'm too busy, I'm doing too much stuff and I'm not resting and self-care enough, the excitement to get out of bed disappears completely. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I've got planned. I could, you know, be flying to Europe tomorrow but because I haven't rested I'm not even excited to get out of bed and exciting things are happening whereas when Mm. I rest and rejuvenate and get a good night's sleep then I'm like yeah let's get out of bed let's do all the things I'm like a puppy again yeah yeah Mm. that was my experience this morning yeah (laughs) it's really cool so what does rest look like to us 
Because it's all good to say rest, but it's like, how do we really articulate it and tell people how they can rest? I think it's uh, it's a personal thing. And I mean, I feel like I only yesterday I got to kind of see a, a little aspect of what that looks like for me, um, like at this current time. Um, I guess it's looked different in the past and it will kind of constantly evolve and look different for all the stages in, in our lives, I think. Um, what did your run look like? Because we had a rest day, but Ben, one of Ben's self-care, self-pleasure practices is working out. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, it had been in the past something that I used to torture myself a little bit or that it came from not being enough but it's really transitioned a lot these days into a, a self-care um practice and and self-pleasure because um I just love feeling strong and feeling my body move and be capable and all those things so even though it was a rest day yesterday like I still um, went for a run in the evening just because I was excited to and because I wanted to um, not because I felt like I had to or I needed to and I purposely didn't take my phone with me so I couldn't track how fast I was going or my time or anything because I have been doing that and like I love that as well. I love competition with myself, being able to see how fast I did something last time and be like, yeah, I'm going to beat that. It's me versus me and I'm going to I'm gonna be better this time. Like that's super empowering to me but not all the time. And I just saw yesterday that if I took my phone that I was going to slip back into like me versus me again and I was going to try and um, run really fast and beat my last time and kind of kill myself a little bit. And um, so I just purposely didn't and I just made sure that I gave myself the time and the space and all of those times that I felt slipping into like, yeah, we could run really fast this time or we could um, – you should, you should really push for this section. I was like, no, I was like, I'm doing this for me today. And it doesn't matter how quick the time is. I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. And I'm, and I want, I want to do it for my body. So I just took my time and I just, I went for, I did 10 Ks, but I I did it at the pace that I felt like I was comfortable to go at. And I didn't push to the red line. I didn't push above what I thought I was capable of. And it felt amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. I think um, it's really interesting. And I made this comment last night when he got back from his run because it was like really rainy yesterday. And we had the day off, like a self-care rest day. And he went for like an eight-kilometer run in the rain. And I was like, you are weird. Like compared to me, that seems really weird. I'm not going to go for an eight kilometer run in the rain as a self-care practice. Yeah, but I just think that comes back to looking different for everyone. And I think that's kind of your point. And that's um, that's awesome that you'd bring that up because I hadn't fully got that even sort of as we just started talking about this. But yeah, that's what it looks like for me. And um, I feel really empowered to be able to choose that for myself. And I mean, I want to, I also want to have like a full, full spectrum self-care practice as well, where sometimes it does look in like, look like having a really warm shower and putting a robe on and 
that sort of stuff but it can also look like a run as well and I just love the fact that it can look really different for different people and that um yeah it's it's all about your personal experience and how it affects you like I feel really empowered yesterday because I did that and I'm really Mm. glad that I did that yeah like yesterday looked like coffee with friends a cheese board a movie a run in the rain and then waking up this morning to a warm shower and a fluffy pink robe. Yeah. That yeah. is the full spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I guess the catalyst for the the shower was that I, um, I noticed myself like getting really frustrated when I was trying to set the audio gear up. There's this bolt that wouldn't work and all of my aggression and my intensity and my got to get it done, got to get it right. Stuff started channeling in at this minute thing, this bolt that I couldn't get undone. But I just see that sometimes that's what happens to, to the masculine and to the man. We get so fixated on the small minute details and then all of our vision just focuses in on that and we lose all focus on what else is out there. We no longer see the landscape anymore. We only see that one rock that's in our tire or that one bolt that's like not working. And so that's when Taylor came in and suggested the idea of the self-care practice. And I really appreciate that because at the time I couldn't see that for myself. My whole being was just like, just fix this bolt. It's the one thing that's stopping you getting everywhere and it's like it actually wasn't like it's I didn't even really need to do it I had a workaround and it was fine but my being was just like this needs to be done right now and it didn't really so it's nice to get some perspective yeah and it's really nice as Ben's girlfriend and for myself knowing my own love languages to be that for him to nurture him by making him go and have because I know he said I suggested but I was like you need to go and have a shower and be nice to yourself and then he got in the shower and he was still just having a shower with the lights on and I went in and I lit all the candles and I turned (laughs) off the light and I was like you what like look after yourself I really was a demand for it yeah and that I mean that was challenging like I was still very much in my got to get it done, got to get it right. Like, I don't have time to be having a shower. I got to be fixing the problem. But just being able to hand over control a little bit and, I ca- and, and surrender in that moment was really empowering. Yeah, and I think the reason I could be the demand was because I do that for myself. Yeah. I go and I have a shower and... I always share that one of my self-pleasure practices is to light a heap of candles, have a shower and shave my legs because that makes me feel really good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a girl. I feel like I'm beautiful. I feel luxurious and it just it makes me feel really good on the inside and outside. So doing that and being that for myself and being consistent with that allows me to encourage others to do that for themselves as well. Yeah. I just saw in what you was sharing there that I don't think some people wouldn't even know what their self-pleasure practice look like or what it could look like or what it is. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't have, 
like not even that long ago, I wouldn't have known what truly taking care of myself even looked like. Um, but I feel really empowered to know now and I, and I want everyone to know what theirs look like for them. Yeah, it's really important to have a self-care regime and a self-pleasure practice. And sometimes self-pleasure is referring to masturbation, but it's not only that. It's really like being kind to yourself, making yourself feel beautiful or making yourself feel loved from yourself. And that's, that's what it is for me. And it's this beautiful ritual I have with myself now. And I think everyone needs to have a self-pleasure practice at least twice a week Mm. where you do something that makes you feel loved, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's taking yourself out for a beautiful meal. Maybe it's sitting down with a glass of wine and a book. Maybe it's your morning coffee and journaling. Maybe it's getting your nails done or going to the hairdresser. Maybe it's a bubble bath and relaxing music. Maybe it is masturbation. But just really dropping into your body, dropping into that space and being a really safe space for yourself and treating your body like a temple. Yeah, that was something that I really found difficult initially. Um I guess I felt like I was so unkind to myself that learning how to treat myself with respect or how to really look after myself was actually quite foreign and was quite scary initially. So like to be able to um, find that intimacy with myself was quite a journey and I feel like it would be for a lot of other people as well. Yeah, letting down the wall you've put up between yourself and yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because we know that we have walls up between people. We can real most of us can really clearly see our defense mechanisms, our coping strategies, the things we do to keep people out, to yeah. keep ourselves safe. What's harder for us to see is the things we do to keep ourselves safe from ourselves. <laughs> yeah. 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 And slowly you break down these walls. And I've worked with people. I've done um, emotional anatomy sessions with people that are trained in that and then set up practices and rituals and weekly activities to do that have created this ritual of self-pleasure, of self-care as an everyday kind of thing in my life. But it took working with someone, an expert, and then them holding the space for me to discover what it is that I needed for myself. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else you want to say? I think that's all I want to talk about for the individuals. What about supporting your partner to have their self-care? Because I think in society there's this, like, there is this narrative that women are demanding and, like, boys really want boy time and 
all of this kind of stuff and that you kind of become one entity when you become a couple and I think that's something that we really don't do and maybe it's because we've had really good role models in that area but I know growing up and previous boyfriends there hasn't been that space for to be us as individuals whereas you and I really have that and we encourage each other to do the things that we need to do to look after ourselves like I'm like go to the gym or go and hang out with the boys like make sure you buy the ticket to the men's thing and go off and do it and instead of being like oh oh, why don't you want to hang out with me which is the narrative and a lot of us women aren't like that and again I'm gonna just acknowledge that we're a heterosexual couple so we will use heterosexual metaphors we will use heterosexual stories because we want this to be sharing our lives with you. Um, and that's not to, like, we really want to acknowledge that that's not the experience of everyone on the planet. But as a heterosexual couple, there's this narrative that the woman is needy and needs all the time and doesn't want the guy to go out. And, you know, we see that play out again and again in rom-coms and sitcoms and that kind of thing but we really do a real we do a really good job of encouraging each other to have our own time yeah I think that's really important and something with that's been in our sphere a lot lately is like um being meshed and it's something that I didn't really understand a lot about but um yeah we heard it referred to as like like relying on each other um, for just basic stuff, like being fully dependent on each other. And like, uh, so like an example is that like, I don't cook that Taylor always cooks. So if Taylor is out, then how do I feed myself? Because I'm so reliant on that service that she provides to our relationship. Um, and I'm dependent on you doing that for me. And I guess what we've been exploring at the moment is, is being fully independent, but as a couple, so that we both do all of the things all of the time, but we do them together and we work out how to make them work for us both. Yeah, and I, one of the things that came up for me when people, like a few people in our life, and we love these people, but like talked about enmeshment and stuff. And I was like, but we want to be connected. Isn't there something really beautiful because you're the only person that I am connected to? And I like my ego went, but actually seeing what it's like to unmesh and not be dependent or be consciously dependent on the other person it's it's just the, the most beautiful experience because I don't need him and I never felt like I did but I see that I did looking back I was like I don't need him but I needed him whereas now there's this like separation of needing and it's this conscious dependence on one another we're like yep you as an individual and I as an individual we're gonna move in together and we're gonna cohabitate together and we're gonna be a team but if you look at a soccer field and the players, they're a team, but, like, I don't need their feet. 
I have my own feet and I do my job and I do my thing and we come together and we succeed and we reach the goal. But I'm not like, can you hold my hand while I run after the ball? Because imagine if like all the players on a soccer team held each other's hand while they were running after the ball. So now it's like, here, here's the ball. You got to do your thing with it. And then he'll pass it back. And then we move towards a goal together. And it's like, well, I don't know how to do that. Can you do it? Or that's not my genius and I don't want to learn how to do it, but you know how to do it. Yeah, it's more a choice about those things. It's about being conscious about them rather than just falling into patterns. What I'm seeing is that a lot of that enmeshment stuff comes from patterns and stories and like ways of being that we've observed through our whole lives and inherited sometimes subconsciously without knowing it. Yeah. And I don't need him to tell me I'm beautiful anymore. Whereas I can see that I really wanted that. I don't need him to tell me I'm worthy. But it's different than just knowing that I don't need a man to tell me I'm beautiful and I don't need a man. You know, there's something really different in the experience of knowing you don't need external validation to actually being someone who doesn't need external validation. Yeah. And I think that's a real journey that we get to go on. Yeah. Like I I feel really empowered that, um, that you want me to go out with the guys that you want me to go and go to the gym because you know that I enjoy it and that it makes me feel really good and that you want me to go for a run or that, yeah, whatever it looks like, that you want that for me and that um, that you're not coming from, like, need in that. Like, I need you to stay home because I have something, like, because, you yeah, you need a cuddle today or whatever. Um And I can ask for that too, by the way. Yeah. I feel very comfortable asking for that when I need that. Mm. And he gets to say yes or no. And if he says no, I'm not upset. I mean, I might experience upset, but I'm not, like it's not something that I'm going to hold against him because it was a request I made. It wasn't a demand. It wasn't a... Yeah. And I think the biggest realisation for me was actually having him go off and do the stuff he needs to do and come back as, like, this better human. And, one like, my biggest advice is let your man or your woman go off and do their thing with their people and then when they come back, be excited to see them, be excited for them to share what they did or just be excited that they're coming back. But don't be controlling, don't be too nosy, just like let them come back and witness what they're like. And now I'm like, you need to stop working, get out of the living room, go to the gym. I don't know when I'm going to see you, don't come back till you better. Yeah, and that's, I find that amazing for me because um, it takes all the worry and the stress out of it. Then when I'm out doing my thing, I'm not thinking, oh, God, i got to be home soon because she's going to be stressed and what's she going to be think- thinking. It's like you've given me permission to go and fully be invested in whatever I'm going to do. So I just get to full spectrum, go for it. I don't have to be like, I'm going to be back. I've got to be back at a certain time and I can only do this and I can't, I can't do that. It's like 
the the slate is completely open for me to experience or to do the things that I need to do and have like the full enjoyment of the experience, not have anything looming over my head while I'm trying to be invested. Yeah. And there are times when we have plans. So I say, if you don't go to the gym now, like it's 3 p.m. If you don't go to the gym now, like, are you going to do a full workout? Because we have to be somewhere at six. Like I get to, but I get to bring that up at 10 a.m. Rather than him going off at 5.30, me being like, you need to be back in 15 minutes. I get to just be, know that he needs that. And just, so just remind him, you've made a commitment to me. We're going to this thing at six. So you need to go to the gym with enough time to do whatever you need to do to come back in time to go to the thing that you've committed to going to with me. Mm. Yeah, and, and for me, like that shows up in, um, it showed up the other week in you wanting to get your hair done, like my version of that. And, and you were a bit like, oh, I don't need to do it. It's, it's a lot of money. Uh, maybe we can just wait till after Easter. And I felt really... I felt like that I wanted you to do it because I knew that you it would make you feel really good, that it would make you feel amazing and beautiful and um, your experience of yourself would be really elevated from doing that. So I was really adamant that you go and book that in and, and do that. Yeah, and then we just get to be invested in it together and it's amazing. mm that was really amazing because then I didn't have any, and I have like dealt with a money story of like not wanting to use too much money or not wanting to spend too much money on myself, like that kind of thing. So it just gave me permission to spend the money that I needed to spend to get my hair done. And then I didn't have to sit there and be like, Oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. I got to just be there with my hairdresser and have this great time. And then, and then I flounced around all night and showed off my fancy haircut. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I got my hair done. Didn't you notice? Like I spent money to get my haircut. I paid this beautiful man to put time, love and effort into doing my hair for me. And now I feel amazing. And I didn't have to be like, Oh my God, I shouldn't have spent the money. Don't draw attention to it. Don't remember that it happened. Like I get to relive that experience over and over again. I get to share it with people as well. And then they get to experience it rather than hiding it away. Yeah. So all of these things we do to take care of ourselves are really important. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Should else? we wrap it up? Yeah, I think that's that's all there is to share on this topic and it's been really cool to talk about it. I don't think it gets talked about enough. No, certainly not. It's it's something that I n- never really ever heard a lot about through my younger years, even through university or anything like that. It's not something that came up. Yeah. But I think it is really important. Oh, I know what I do want to say. Okay. Men, go and get a nice haircut or your beard trimmed or do something like typically girly. Just go and embrace it because I think you'll find that you love it. Yeah, I um, use the opportunity of Taylor getting her hair done to be like, you know what, I'm going to go get my hair and my beard done as well. And I loved it. 
Um, and I've always loved that. Like when I actually look back now, um, I've always loved the experience of someone else, like touching my hair, like playing with it, cutting it and making, making me feel good and just being able to fully relax into that moment and know that they're doing something for me. I've always loved that, but really not been willing to explore it in other areas or say that that's something that I really enjoyed because that that's girly and that's not masculine and that's not, not being a man in that moment. But it's like, you are, you are being um, a man in that moment, a full spectrum man that, that, um, can feel all of the feels. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my advice. Go and get your beard done. If you've got a beard or go and get a haircut or, just go and pamper yourself, boys. Please. For me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This has been fun. Thank you for tuning in to episode two. We'll bring you another episode really soon. If you've gotten value from this, please send us an email. Find us on Facebook or Instagram, DTF Relationships. We'd love, love, love to hear from you. So send us really a message. Would. See y'all later. Bye.